This is the Financial Compass with Matthew Brunner from Comprehensive Planning Associates. When a part of your financial strategy is out of tune, your long-term goals, your retirement savings, and your legacy can all suffer. With many years of experience in the financial industry, Matthew provides his clients and prospects with the information that they need regarding social security, retirement income planning, wealth management, and much more. Listen in as we address your financial concerns and provide helpful solutions to put you on the path to achieving your retirement goals. And now here is Matthew Brunner to help you find your financial direction. Hello and welcome to the Financial Compass. My name is Matthew Brunner from Comprehensive Planning Associates LTD or Compass located in Fairfield, Connecticut. If you'd like more information about what you hear during our show today, give us a call. 800-339-9252, or you can visit us online at compass-ltd.com. And while you're at the website, scroll on down to the radio section of the page. You can check out past shows. You can subscribe to the program on Apple Podcasts or Spotify, or you can drop us ideas for future shows. And please don't hesitate to reach out to us with questions or to set up a face-to-face or virtual meeting. Certainly, there's been uncertainty. It's what we call good old-fashioned market volatility. And it's really nothing new, but when when you've created a very curated financial strategy that you hope will get you through retirement, market volatility can really feel like a kick in the teeth. But on our show today, we're going to look at some of the potential strategy ideas that you may want to implement during times of volatility. But first, let me introduce the least volatile person in the universe, Tony Shore. (laughs) Tony, how you doing? Oh, I don't know about that. I mean, if you withhold my pizza, I I can get can. That, yeah. I can get volatile if I miss lunch. Let me tell, <laughs> let me just put it that way. Uh, but you said uh, market volatility can feel like a kick in the teeth. Uh, how about an ice pick in the forehead? <laughs> an ice pick to the forehead. <laughs> That's a that's an inside well, joke. That's a line yeah. from an album. Email us, email us if you know the answer to that one. <laughs> yeah, and know maybe, where that's from. And maybe you, some of our listeners might know. I don't know. Yeah, I want to so, hear from you if you do. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Well, and uh, you know, I appreciate the compliment though. And as far as today's topic, it's a good one. I mean, obviously, it's been in the news. Uh, the markets are down overall for 2022, about 10 to 12 percent. Uh, I mean, we saw. I mean, Matt, we saw uh, Netflix take a, about a 70% drop. Mm-hmm. That's insane, right? I mean, well, it's, a, it's a single stock, happens to a lot of single stocks. That's true. That's true. You're right. It does. And that's a good point. You can't panic just because one stock drops. Uh, but, you know, the overall, overall, there has been a lot of volatility. And I'm glad we're going to be talking about that. Yeah. Well, I'm pretty sure that. Uh, at least 0.001% of economists forecasted that exact thing happening. <laughs> right. <laughs> um, never. Yeah, no. No, at the Not exact happening. time. No, I mean, people guess all the time. What is it? Oh, yeah. Uh, economists have forecasted nine out of the last four recessions. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> nine out of the last four. Right. Yeah. So, listen, there, volatility is here. I have a bumper sticker. Uh, I haven't actually put it on my car. I, I keep it in my office. Okay. But it is I heart volatility. And there's a reason for that. I don't mind volatility as a disciplined investor because volatility to me, I like to think of it on the downside because I'm getting things at a fire sale. Yeah, it's an opportunity. 
Yeah. Not everybody is in that position. Maybe you no longer have extra money to invest. Maybe you're in the drawdown phase of your retirement and, you know, you're putting all your money to work on supporting that lifestyle that you've carefully designed. So I understand why that's an issue. So you're you're saying it might be an opportunity, but it depends on your individual situation and your time time horizon is a big thing today, right? That too. And listen, and not everybody's, you know, in the same boat. If you have a job that provides a 401k, you probably have a way to take advantage of the market at some point. Maybe you're not one of those people and you're looking something to do with an extra couple of dollars or you had a 401k somewhere else and that's some of the smaller amount of money that you have for the future and you don't know what's going to happen and you're panicking right now. We're going to talk about some of the things we can do about that today. Um, we we talk about different ways to deal with. We talk about volatility kind of in almost everything. We all the shows we do some level of it somehow and and uncertainty. We get through it in our office by planning. You know, we we test out our portfolios. We test out our plans through what the market can bring. You know. R- hundreds and hundreds of randomized trials of the tops and bottoms of what the market will do to that plan. Sure. Um, but there's a, there's a really good Investopedia article tips for long-term investors in volatile markets. I think it's got some great information. And so at the outset, it says market volatility is inevitable. And that's something we say all the time. And I think that's very important thing to remember, which is why we say it all the time. Right. Much just like about anything else in our lives, the market won't always enjoy smooth sailing. That's not realistic. You know, you, you can be optimistic, but you also have, a, have to have a dose of realism. And before we push further into this topic, I want to remind everyone that when we're talking about the market and investing on our show, we're going to do so in general terms. We're not going to say Netflix going down 70% or up being up whatever it was is a good or a bad thing or a good or bad time to buy. We don't have enough time to highlight all of the pros and cons as well, all the rules, regulations that come with placing assets in the market. So if the market is part of your financial strategy, work with a fiduciary advisor, work with a planner. I think that is critical. Yeah. And I'm glad you brought that up because uh, people who listen to the show on a regular basis know that you're an advocate for working with financial services professional. And as you always say, your financial future is just too important to go it alone. So really, this is a time to not be a DIYer and do it yourself with your investments. I am a strong believer in that last statement you made there, Tony. Absolutely. Um, Now, let's also take a moment to look at how volatility is measured in the simplest terms. It's measured using the standard deviation of the return on your investment over a defined period of time. Uh, Some of you may remember standard deviation from your favorite class in college called statistics. Uh, (laughs) How did you know it was my least favorite class? Everyone, because if you're not one of those and I don't mean any bit disrespect to them, but if you're not an actuarial or, you know, in the research side of your particular right. field, you probably hated that class. Yeah, I did. Uh, now, standard deviation is a statistical construct. It profiles, profiles rather the total variation or deviation that can typically be expected. And it's the square root of the variance of returns. So that's super nerd speak for yeah. what how I heard high or how low. Oh, what I, all I heard you say is blah, 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 yeah. blah, 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 blah. <laughs> If you like math and numbers and you're a nerd like me, then it makes sense. So let me break it out in nerd mode. It means generally how high or how low you think something should go around a particular point. Sure. Okay. And generally those two things 
uh, because that point rarely is at zero when it comes to the world of investing, those two numbers aren't always the same, right? So it, it's not like it's starting on zero and you expect it to go up to five or down to five. It might be starting at four and it would go up to 10 or down to negative two. Does that make sense? Sure. Because it's going to move six or so, you know, depending on what the deviation is. Now, the volatility of various types of investments will shift based on how much and how often their prices move over a certain period of time. Uh, so the S&P may have a standard deviation of around 15%. Now a more stable investment like a CD will typically have a standard deviation of close to zero because its return never varies. Now that's according to the article. Let's remember this though, that those two, the differences between the historical rates of return over time of those two things are much different. Yes, they are. So, and, and so <laughs> I, I think what you're saying here, though, overall, is that a volatile market generally means there's a lot of rapid fluctuations combined with some significant trading. Do I have that about right? Yes. Now, one thing we should probably also address really quick before we go too far into this is remember how you feel right now when the market's down. Right. And then compare that to how you felt when the market was cruising right along. Sure. So right now I feel like the old ice pick in the forehead move, right? Mm -hmm. Uh, Mm -hmm. I got a headache. (laughs) But when it was up, uh, I was feeling light and happy, not worried about it. Yeah. Nobody seems to complain too much when the market's high, right? There's other news that they're going to make you focus on so you can be very scared and tune in. Even though people are buying when it's high. They mm-hmm. don't, they don't think about that. It's interesting. Right. So they don't push the pain point there because that's not going to get you to tune into their new show. Right. They will pound you with how bad it's doing right now. Cause you will listen and listen and listen to look for an answer. Here's your answer. Have a great plan put in place and then follow some of these other pieces of advice. We're going to talk to about this. Yeah. Um, and I will say, actually, now that I think about it, doing what your, your, uh, your last comment there. Yeah. Did you open Investopedia? Are you reading definitions in there? Because you did a great job explaining that. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. Yeah, I nailed it. You do listen. You do listen. I'm so proud of you sometimes. (laughs) Once in a while. Most of the time. Sure. Yeah. Now, as for dealing with it, the article recommends avoiding it altogether by keeping your money invested and not getting caught up in the news about short-term fluctuation, just like we were just talking about. And I certainly understand this can be easier said than done. It is not very much in our human nature to remember how good things feel as to how bad they feel. Right. Um, so, you know, it's when you're watching your portfolio take a serious beating as well, boy, people will always remember those times way over the times that they were, oh, I'm up 10%. I'm down 4%. That's way worse. Isn't that crazy how human <laughs> nature focuses on the negative? And mm-hmm. I, I mean, but, uh, but uh, you know, to be fair, watching your portfolio lose, say, 40% of its value during a bear market that can frighten a lot of people. I mean, you know yes, what? Certain- I mean, I mean it, it's gotten to the point where when you hear the sound, that's a trigger for some people. It's when a negative you hear that trigger. sound, for some people, they're hoping it's a train and they're going to throw themselves <laughs> in front of it. Hey, no, no, that's not right. That's I'm just right. saying that's how they feel when volatility brings that's the true. market down. It's a but bad you got to remember right? that's not always a bad, you know, it's it's not a bad thing. Volatility can be your friend and a bear market can be your friend. And, or at the very least, it doesn't have to be your enemy if you have a plan in place. Work with a planner. Work with a fiduciary. Don't just go with somebody who can sell you a suitable investment. Make sure that investment's going to help you cross the desert of these bear markets. Now, uh, 
Investopedia also says the best way for long-term investors to manage volatility is to stay steady on. Now, I was in, I was in a uh, seminar, seminar, webinar, whatever they call them, whatever those kids are sure. calling them these days, Tony. <laughs> and it was with one of the lead investors for Schwab. Oh, sure. And, and her point was this. And, and she said it because somebody said, what do we do right now? Is it all in or all out? It was a short thing on what the, her thought on the market thing was. And that's not how she invests either. That's not how she considers her Schwab investment decisions. And she put it in a way that I think is as concise and specific as possible. And that's this. Investing is a disciplined and diverse process over time. There is no all in or all out when something gets a little bad. And it was such a great quote. Um, again, though, and like you said, you know, it's easier when you have a strategy, a well-defined strategy, and you're diversified. But it's also a lot easier when you have a good fiduciary and a good planner and a, an advisor that's ready there for you when you start to have those totally normal human emotions, when you start to feel some fear about what's my future going to look like if this doesn't end tomorrow or this goes another four months, that they're there available to talk you through it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And I think that's that's really important. I know you know some people, uh, though, may get the impression that, hey, I'm going to do it myself. and I'm going to buy and hold. And that means if I wait 25 years, I'm sure to make money. But it, you don't want to go that route either because that can be a bit of a misconception. Everybody's situation is different. Yeah, absolutely. And some people do make a bit of money. Oh, sure. And yeah. some people make millions. There's always that one story of who, you know, that person you know sure. that made the investment in Apple when nobody else, Forrest Gump, you know, whatever. Uh, <laughs> they forest gumped that stock, yeah. right? But um, that's not, those are few and far between. Every industry has one person who does phenomenally. Oh, sure. And you will have one friend who probably does phenomenally when they now, make some There's always the one person picks. that actually makes money when they go to Vegas or comes out ahead. I <laughs> Everybody says they did. Uh, yeah, the oh, city's not built on that. No. <laughs> well, it's built on rock and roll. But the, the thing is, is... Uh, uh, it's built on uh, taking your money, not giving it. So uh, it, most of the people who tell you, no, I made, I was up, I'm up big time from my last trip to Vegas. Uh, typically they're lying overall. They're not, they may have had one good win, but uh, yeah. overall they're down. I'm and sure. Listen, so. but back to your point that buy and hold strategy, even a long-term strategy requires research and understanding of corporate fundamentals. Sure. You know, if you invest in a company that's shown a healthy balance sheet, has a solid earnings history, short-term ebbs and flows likely won't affect the company's value. Now, in fact, as the article notes, moments of volatility may be a good time to buy if you think a certain company likely has good values for year to value for years to come. We won't talk about that particular one thing that we talked about in the beginning of the show, because that'll come too close to making specific advice. Right. But, you know, if you were interested in that thing and, and you're looking at it and you're really doing some analysis on their company as a whole, and you think there's a future there, boy, down 70% seems like a much better time to buy than it was just sure. a couple of weeks before. Right. But, so, but don't do that decision on your own. Come no, in, come no. in, schedule a meeting uh, with a financial services professional. Uh, like yourself, Matt, and you can look at their situation, how much they have, where they're at, and then determine what might be a good move uh, for them in particular. That's why we can't give general advice on the show. And you, you've got a great point. I think you explained it 
perfectly there. That's a perfect example. Uh, you want to buy things when they're on sale, not at full price, obviously. Yeah. Uh, and I know that rings true for me. By the way, I want to clarify my uh, I just threw out they built the city on rock and roll. That was San Francisco. I not was going Las to correct Vegas. you on that. Yeah. Yeah. I not didn't. Las Vegas. I just threw it out there. But yeah, yes, it was, was San Francisco. I, they built that city on rock and roll. Okay. They did. I think most cities were built on rock and roll. Yeah. That's and true. a couple on some sweet rhythm and blues. That's All true. Right. That's true. <laughs> Memphis. Yeah. Memphis and maybe New Orleans, maybe more jazz, uh, Zydeco. But sure. Yeah. So how about. Um, one of the strongest arguments in favor of the buy and hold strategy is that missing the best handful of days could significantly reduce your turn, uh, your return rather, depending on the news source, though, you're likely to see a statistical nugget that says something along the lines of losing out on the 20 best days could slash your return by half or even more. And I bet you'd click on that story. And as Investpedia tells it, this is mainly true, though, missing the worst chunk of days will also give your portfolio a nice kick meaning that in some cases you may want to research making trades during volatility. More importantly, you probably want to research finding a good fiduciary to help you make that process in yeah. your best interest. Yeah, you don't want to try to time the market. It's like uh, Warren Buffett always said, it's uh, it's not timing the market, it's time in the market, right? Yeah, and it's like Jimmy Buffett always said, sharks to the left. <laughs> I stepped <laughs> no, on a pop top. Say. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, for those who remember what pop tops were. Okay. So uh, we should probably take a minute to let our listeners know how they can get a hold of you. Sure. Uh, you can give us a call 800-339-9252, or you could visit us online at compass-ltd.com. All right. So today during the show, we've been talking about market volatility, and obviously that's been getting a lot of ten attention in the financial news, causing some tension. And it's been a good conversation. What do you have for us next, Matt? Well, uh, the Investopedia next focuses on ways that investing may be affected during volatility. Now, interestingly, or not, depending on your stance on this particular <laughs> one, the article explains that some brokerages embrace procedures intended to reduce their exposure to significant market risk. As an example, the article details that previously some market maker firms have temporarily paused normal automatic order executions or even handled those orders manually. Interesting. So are securities sometimes executed differently than during times of volatility? I'm curious. Uh, they are. They are. Uh, the article urges you to be on the lookout for three things, and those are delays is one. Two is digital mayhem. And three is incorrect quotes. Wait, so this digital is mayhem. That sounds like a great name for an industrial band. I was, yeah, <laughs> yes, it does. It's uh, digital yeah. mayhem. You've it's come Trent up with Reznor's a great band new side name. project. Yeah. Um, <laughs> now let's first consider delays. And again, this is mostly something you're going to have to deal with when you're, if you're doing it in that DIY mindset. Uh, volatility often produces a lot of trading. So this is going to be a delay issue that may cause execution delays because a high volume of trading may also cause executions to hit prices that are significantly different from the price that was quoted when the order was entered because of those delays. You know, ask the firm or the firms you're considering for a rundown on how market makers manage order executions when the market is experiencing volatility. Now, thanks to the exploding popularity of online trading or maybe because of it, uh, you know, many people expect fast executions at prices that are very close to the quote displayed on their device. But it's important to remember that certain conditions may mean that executions are, uh, occur at higher prices than what was quoted. Interesting. 
So that covers delays. And now I'm curious <laughs> what you actually mean by digital mayhem. By the way, I am going to call my new band. We're not going to talk about their debut album, but in this case, we're going to talk <laughs> about the concept when it comes to trading. That means you may find it challenging to execute your trades because of a system's capacity limits. This has happened before. Uh, additionally, if you're trading online, you may also have trouble getting into your account because of you know big spikes in internet traffic. Investopedia um, notes that many trading Online trading firms provide alternatives like phone trading or talking to a broker over the phone to begin an order. Sure. Well, and to be honest with you, it, it never really occurred to me that something like increased internet traffic could made it, make it harder to execute a trade or even log into your account. But I was recently, in fact, just yesterday I talked to uh, a gentleman from uh, Oklahoma who uh, works in investments. And he said because of the weather they've had there, anytime they have tornadoes or threats of high winds, which they do often in Oklahoma, uh, the phones, you can't get through on the phone lines. Yeah, because they only have low-powered wind phones. No, it's, be oh. it's because there's so much phone traffic because when they have a tornado hit, people are trying to call their loved oh. ones and call emergency services. So they, they jam up and you can't get through. And he said, so trades cease during that time a lot of times. But all these things, uh, what what you've been saying here in this segment, uh, really adds up to reasons why you shouldn't be a DIYer when it comes to investing and do it yourself, because these are things that could really inhibit your ability to um, really actively trade. Now, there's one left, incomplete quotes. What's that all about? Wait, before I just want to close the loop, it's not because of low-powered wind phones. No, I have no okay. idea. No, I just want to, I'm just being no silly. I have no idea. That sounds like the birds no, aren't real. You were movement. saying the words, the that which is hilarious, by the way. <laughs> but you were saying that during tornadoes, the phones didn't work that well. Yeah. High winds. I was just equating it to the phones only working. Phone lines low, could be down because of high, high no. winds. Phone yeah, lines so, could be down. So, no. It's not um, a wind okay. phone, no. So, incorrect quotes. I'm sorry. Is that what you were asking about? Yeah, yeah. So you said there were three things, and you, you haven't mentioned incorrect quotes. How does that affect it? Okay, so uh, there can be a significant gap between a quote and the price when you actually execute a trade. Uh, so don't forget that during volatility, real-time quotes or RTQs may lag behind what's currently happening in the market. Sure, that makes sense. And I, I'm sure a, a lot of listeners out there are curious about stocks in a volatile market. What about selling stocks, selling when the market's volatile like this? Uh, what do you think about that? <sighs> okay, well, let's just say if you have a plan in place, that question's going to be answered. But moot, we're giving yeah. general information sure. now to people who haven't put a plan in place. So uh, I would say, and so would Investopedia, uh, it, it, for this article that we're talking about, most cases you shouldn't. There are some exceptions. Historically, as market volatility lessens, prices rise. So sticking to your long-term strategy, you know, even during rough patches, may position you to purchase more shares when stock prices are lower. Now, on the flip side, if you need the value of your assets soon or for retirement income, you may want to work with your, your advisor, your financial services professional, again, hopefully a fiduciary and hopefully a planner involved there too, to consider 
transitioning out of perhaps something that is less volatile or having a properly funded emergency account to get you through either times of volatility or bear markets because, boy, that's what all my clients have. And uh, that's huge. Yeah, volatility and bear markets aren't quite as scary when you have properly funded emergency accounts. And I'm not talking the one where the fridge goes. I'm talking the one that when we hit a bear market or times of serious volatility, you you still have income for retirement. Yes. To pay your income. Yeah, you have it in some sort of cash or cash equivalent. Yeah, exactly. So you have to have a balance there. And I know you always preach that on the show. And that's an important tip here. And that's how your clients deal with market volatility. Now, uh, what about buying stocks uh, during market volatility and times of volatility? Okay, so we touched on this a little. Uh, if you're a long-term investor, buying during a down market may be a strategy to lower your dollar cost average or get things on, at a fire sale, uh, pick up shares at a better price. For example, if you know, you're going to buy $250 of stocks every month anyway for the next several years, those down markets, the volatile markets can create some advantageous buying opportunities. But let's tout the wisdom of working with a financial pro here. Today, we've talked about the market and investing in a very high-level general way. And that's by choice because, like we said, getting into the nitty-gritty is kind of hard. Uh, you know, when you're speaking to tens of people, but when you're working with a financial services professional on your asset allocation strategy, that means you're going to have an advocate who's calmly going to walk you through the pluses, minuses, the risks, the rewards, the rules, the regulations. Sure. So I I have one more question for you before we end the show. I mean, you've talked about selling and buying stocks during market volatility, but what can people do if they want to limit losses without having to sell? Are there any options there? Well, the thing is options. And ah, here's what I'll tell you. Well, right? Here's what I'll tell you about that. Uh, if you want to do options trading, I'm not your guy. Um, this It's not a strategy that I love. It's not something that we incorporate into our plans. That's, sure. I believe that uh, options trading is a very, it's a specific piece. Uh, some people embrace it. And Again, uh, on one of these webinars I was on not that long ago, they're talking about how to responsibly put these into people's portfolios. I think if you do your job responsibly as an advisor, options trading, options trading, it's more like um, there's there's things you can do to put limits on your losses or not have to buy something too high. There's no way to know if those will ever be executed. You hope at some level, you don't have to get a stop loss. Yeah. That, that that the market doesn't drop low enough. Here's what I can tell you about a stop loss, or if you have an option that if it gets low enough, it's going to sell, you're guaranteed that loss at that point. Yeah, you're guaranteeing losses. So that's something you also have to look at. And it really depends on people's personal situation, but I can see uh, your point there. I think that's an excellent point. People have to be careful. And I know you're more about asset allocation and the plan, sticking to the plan to really deal with market volatility rather than uh, some of these options, which can get, they're more gimmicky and tricky. And and you're right. You don't want to lock in losses, right? Yeah. Listen, I don't want to say it's gimmicky. And, and, and I know I'm not blaming you for you that. Didn't. It feels that and way. And you didn't. I, I did. It's just, right? but, yeah. But if it does feel that way, it feels that way for a lot of people. To me, if you have the proper uh, plan. If you have the proper allocation, if you have the proper diversification, if your emergency fund is properly funded, and if you understand the risk and reward factor 
within your portfolio and why it's there, why the plan is designed to help you achieve the goals you're looking for, et cetera, you'll probably sleep your way through volatility. <laughs> right. Uh, and there at you the very go. least do one of the other things that they suggest. And that's just only occasionally check your statements only occasionally check to see where things are. Sure. There's plenty of white papers to support that the less, the more somebody looks at their statements, like the person that opens their statements every month is more likely to tinker with their, with their allocation, with their diversification, with what they're holding. And the more they do that, the less their overall returns are over time. There's plenty of papers that support that. Um, again, does that mean you're not going to hit it once in a while? Is it is it to say that there's been times where the market's taken a 30% dip, but the day before that started, somebody didn't switch to all cash and then time it somehow just as luckily again when it was at the bottom and buy in there so that their portfolio looked even better at the end than it could have? That's possible. Is it likely? Is it probable? Certainly, if it happened once, I wouldn't put the probability on it to be too high to ever happen again. Yeah. But we'll fool ourselves into thinking it is. Your <laughs> best bet, your best bet is a disciplined, diverse process over time, working with a qualified professional and sticking to your plan. Boom. Right. I mean, that that's it right there. That's it. Uh, you nailed it. So I really uh, thank you for all the great uh, strategies, tips and wisdom on market volatility, because uh, I know we've been getting a lot of calls and requests about dealing with this subject because a lot of people are concerned. So thanks for all the information you shared with us today. We're out of time. Let our listeners know how they can set up a no charge, uh, no obligation consultation with you. Sure. You give us a call 800-339-9252. Visit us online, compass-ltd.com. We can do it in person. We can do it on the phone. We can do it looking at each other on a screen. I Smoke signals don't work in high winds, so I would not <laughs> suggest if you're calling from Omaha or wait, no, Oklahoma. Um, that's not a good <laughs> right. time to do that. Um, but, you know, any of those other ways work just fine. And just let me know. That's what you want to do. And we'll sit down. We'll talk about what we have to do to put those plans in place and steps you can do to get there. All right. Sounds good. And listeners, that does it for today's episode of The Financial Compass with our host, Matt Brunner. Thank you for listening to The Financial Compass. Don't pay too much for taxes or retire without a sound retirement plan. For more information, please contact Matthew Brunner at Comprehensive Planning Associates. Call 800-339-9252 or visit their website at compass-ltd.com. All matters discussed during this show are for informational purposes only. Each individual situation may vary and the opinions expressed here may not apply to everyone. Materials presented are believed to be from reliable sources and no representations can be made as to its accuracy. All ideas and information should be discussed in detail with one of our qualified representatives prior to implementation. Insurance products and services, fee-based financial planning, and investment advisory services are offered by Comprehensive Planning Associates, LTD. Compass, a registered investment advisor in the state of Connecticut. Securities are offered by Gretchen Brunner and Matthew Brunner through Gradient Securities, LLC, Arden Hills, Minnesota, 866-991-1539. Member FINRA, SIPC, Comprehensive Planning Associates, LTD, Compass, and Gradient Securities, LLC are not affiliated companies. Gradient Securities, LLC, and Comprehensive Planning Associates, LTD, Compass are not affiliated with or endorsed by the Social Security Administration or any government agency. Please refrain from posting reviews of your experience as this may be considered testimonials and are prohibited by the Securities and Exchange Commission, SEC. Like should not be considered a positive reflection of the investment advisor services offered by Gradient Securities, LLC, GS, and or their investment advisor representatives.